This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Chelsea, I don't know if you caught wind of this on Twitter, but I found it pretty funny. Al Michaels, NBC play-by-play guy, the legendary Al Michaels, Hall of Famer, has done more in his career than I could ever think about doing. But his call during the Jags game, he seemed pretty disinterested. Did you hear any of these calls? Like when the Jags won the game, he was like, and they won it. Oh, there's a flag. Oh, there's a flag. <laughs> he just, he was not really into the game. It's like, he's obviously famous for the incredible call. Do you believe in miracles? But it's like that guy was just over it. It's like he was saying, do you believe in miracles? Well, that's a nuanced question. We really don't have time to go into it, but the Americans win. Yeah, he, he just seemed out of it. And there was, Person after person after person after person on Twitter saying, does he care about this game? He seems like he's not in it. I don't know. Play-by-play is very difficult to do. So maybe I'm I, – I don't want to criticize a legend, but he, he does – and play-by-play is very difficult. But also he seemed like he wanted to be anywhere else but in Jacksonville. Yeah, or that he was rooting for the Chargers. I think that's where you have to be careful. You know, if you are a play-by-play person and you seem Mm -hmm. like partial to one side, because I remember watching, I think it was a Titans game when they were playing either the Jets or the Giants, and I think it was Mark Sanchez on the call, and you could tell that he was just rooting for the Giants the whole time. I'm like, dude, you can't be doing that. So I just feel like, you know, obviously nobody's going to say Al Michaels, you know, be better at your job, but no, no, that's no. just kind of, I think, why it goes over poorly. Even though, what a disappointment of a game. If you're watching that game squarely as a football fan and you're looking at the Chargers, you're like, this is what we're supposed to be impressed by, the NFL playoffs, where we witness this kind of, you know, uh, giving up of a lead. So maybe he was just disappointed in the Chargers. Have you ever done play-by-play? I think I've asked you this before, but you did a lot of local sports. You obviously do sports betting. Have you ever been in a situation where they said, Chelsea, Ricky is out tonight. He's got, uh, he's not feeling well. He's, he's lost his voice. We got to have you. We got to have you. Ricky's hungover. Can you come and Ricky's hungover. Uh, I've done. Ricky tied one on I've, last night. I've done color commentary for a baseball game, for a college baseball mm. game, but that's about it. And baseball is really tough because there's a lot of time to fill. So it's a different animal than, say, like any other sport where, you know, I listen to people doing play-by-play of basketball. I feel like that's really tough. Hockey's really tough because the ball goes so fast. So each profession and each sport definitely has its difficulties. But baseball, I don't know. It's a lot of time to fill. And they didn't care. It was college baseball. Oh, I'd be terrible at play-by-play. I'd be like, fourth and eight for the Vikings, season on the line. Cousins drops back. Yeah, that wasn't a very good throw. <laughs> That's a loss. Yeah, I would be awful at it. It's, it's, it's a very nuanced and very definitive skill set that you have to have. And just because you talk about sports doesn't mean you can do play-by-play. So I have a great admiration for it. But I just thought Al Michaels, you know, was sort of over it in Jacksonville. Let's get to the buythephoenix.com guest line and join TJ Reeves. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom Visit buythephoenix.com to learn more. TJ Reeves, a friend of the program, sideline reporter for the Bucks Radio Network. He also does college football play-by-play for Compass Media. We're just talking about that. TJ, the way I understand it is you're lucky to be alive after a roller coaster incident on Saturday. 
Well, we have a lot of things to discuss. First of all, bringing me on to that sponsor brings up a whole different subject, and thank you for not going there. All right, so the second the second thing is, yes, this is confirmed off air. You guys were saying, you know, what have you been doing, prepping for the game, et cetera. And I said, 14-year-old twin daughters tried to kill me on the roller coasters at Busch Gardens Tampa Bay, the amusement park, on Saturday. But we have proof of life. On a super wild card Monday, we have proof of life. I am on the show with you guys uh, here this morning and ready to talk about all of this. And can we not make room for one more possibility with regard to the legend Al Michaels and the call of the game on NBC? Perhaps he was short-term invested on the Chargers minus one or on the money line and was was none too pleased with blowing a 27-0 lead and taking the L. Is that not a possibility? Should we not make room for that possibility? Oh, I think that's a good hmm. point. You know, he's probably, he's using the cough button where he's like, oh, it's a score in the cough button. I can't <laughs> believe these jokers. It's like the old, I don't know if you've ever seen the Bob Euchre bit that Norm MacDonald on Letterman used to tell about how Euchre would call a, you know, call a baseball game and then turn on the cough button and say the most outlandish things you could never right. say on air. So I got I to think of Al Michaels doing that. But let's get to tonight's game. It's Monday Night Football. It's the Cowboys at the Bucks, as we know, and the Bucks getting two and a half points. So let's take a step back and just from a broad-based perspective, just what is your initial feel on how this game is going to go down? Okay, so obviously you see me with the NFC South champions hat on, and here I'll make it a little clearer. I'll get closer to the screen. That is that is the South. That's the South champions hat there, Chelsea, uh, the official Ooh, one. Sometimes this is in NFC lieu South. of pay, but sometimes <laughs> yes, the, we conquered the South. Correct. Uh, sometimes this is in lieu of pay. You know, you work for the team, you get a hat. In in any in any regard. Uh, so I, I keep having these conversations off the air and on the air. The two and a half or the two or whatever it is now, it's still holding at two and a half, right, is a gift for the Buccaneers uh, in this matchup. You got Tom Brady at home. Now, granted, the Buccaneer offense has not been great, so don't look at the overplay that you're talking about there for the purposes of the spread, and what is that holding at, like 34? Maybe it should be 23, or maybe it should be 19, the way the Bucs don't score in the first half of games. But in terms of Brady in home playoff situations, I mean, first of all, Uh, The last two years, the Buccaneers opened in 2020, the Super Bowl season on the road and beat Washington in an empty stadium in the pandemic crazy year. All right. Last year, opened at home with Philadelphia, led the game 31-0, won 31-15 and covered. I realize these are different years, different teams, but Tom Brady is 16-3, 16-3 in the opening playoff game, either New England, Tampa Bay, wildcard playoff game or off the bye in the divisional round. Who wants to go against that? Who wants to go against him at home with that kind of slate? And I, again, my feel, and maybe it's still uh, motion sickness or a little imbalance from the roller coasters. My feel has been all weekend. This is a gift. Two and a half points for the Buccaneers tonight. Listen, I feel that way too. And the problem is I don't have a ton of ammo to back it up because the Bucs have not been a great team this season. In fact, they won their division despite having a losing record. So, TJ, is there any other ammo that you have for me other than Tom Brady's just amazing? Because, like, when they won the Super Bowl that year, it wasn't just Tom Brady. They had an amazing run defense. They had other pieces of that team that propelled them to winning a ring. So, is there anything else you can give us other than, well, Tom Brady's just amazing? 
Previous playoff success with guys around Tom Brady, yes, you've hit on something. So on the defensive side of the ball, you got a massive defensive tackle in Vita Vea, who's the size of a school building, Pro Bowl caliber player. He was on that Super Bowl team. Levante David and uh, Devin White, the outstanding linebackers, they were part of that. They've been part of all three of these playoff teams. Uh, Antoine Winfield, the safety in the middle. Carlton Davis, the cover corner that's going to be on CeeDee Lamb, same thing. Now you go to the offense, Mike Evans. Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette, the outside tackles, Donovan Smith, Tristan Wirfs blocking for Tom Brady. They were all part of these three playoff teams. So uh, that had positive things happen that won games, that won the Super Bowl, that won a playoff game last year. So as much as everybody wants to talk about Dak Prescott and Pollard and and Zeke and CeeDee Lamb and Micah Parsons, those guys don't have near the playoff success, near the playoff positive reinforcement. So if you're looking for more ammo, The Buccaneers have a lot of stars that have done this before, and they get the game at home tonight. So, again, I think a lot of things point towards the Buccaneers being able to move on in this one, regardless of the laughter over the uh, hilariously bad NFC South and the Buccaneers winning it with a losing record. We're talking with T.J. Reeves, sideline reporter for the Bucs Radio Network and college football play-by-play man for Compass Media. So, TJ, I wanted to ask you, and you will probably have a better gauge on this than I do, but how much of your handicap has to do with not believing in Mike McCarthy? Because whenever I think about how the Cowboys ended the playoffs last year, and I know he has a Super Bowl ring, I get that, but the body of evidence that we have since then is that when it comes to managing a game, and when you're talking about a close game with a point spread of less than three points, that's what we expect, right? Coaching matters. And I have a sure. really hard time getting behind a guy in Mike McCarthy who recently hasn't proven that he has what it takes to get done in a spot like this. Well, and that is the big question. And of course, Jerry Jones already came out as the owner GM uh, and said, he's my guy and I'm not going to make a move. And whenever you hear that prior to, that ought to concern you greatly, especially if it goes badly for Dallas that they might make a move. And you're right. I mean, uh, M- McCarthy has had a lot of success previously. They've had a winning season. They've had a 13-win season uh, this year. So in the regular season, that's one thing. But now you get to the postseason. Uh, you look at a year ago in that San Francisco game, and Kyle Shanahan, by and large, outcoached him. And Dak Prescott got completely befuddled uh, and outplayed in that game by Garoppolo and by the uh, San Francisco 49ers. So it, it obviously is a concern uh, for this game tonight. And there's been a lot of criticism of Todd Bowles as the first-year coach here. Mm-hmm. And and but Todd Bowles has got Tom Brady. You look a lot smarter, guys, with Tom Brady as your coach to make some of those ills go away, especially with some of those comebacks. But you're right. The coaching aspect. I mean, look no further than Saturday night. Back to Saturday night again. Doug Peterson, Super Bowl winning coach, making the second half adjustments, making the right decisions uh, on the play calls versus Brandon Staley, who I don't know how much longer he's going to hang on to his job. Will they keep him? After that meltdown and after the number of gaffes he's made in game situations, clock management, will they keep him? I don't know. But there's a perfect example of coaching matters, adjustments matter, and that will be a a factor tonight in this Cowboys-Buccaneers game. All right, so from a player prop standpoint, which player should we have our eyes on tonight? I'm looking at the previous matchup. It was Leonard Fournette that rumbled for over 100 yards on the ground, but – I would think that the Bucs are probably going to put, you know, the onus on Tom Brady and probably throw the ball a bit. 
So where do you think our money should be or who are some players we should have our eyes on? All right, so I'm looking, uh, you've got it up on the screen that Fournette's uh, rushing yards is what, 32 and a half. Be careful with that because since week one, and week one might have been, you know, it might as well have been two or three seasons ago. It is a week right. one win, but so much has changed mm -hmm. since then. So Rashad White runs the ball as much as Leonard Fournette. And look, the Bucs the Bucks have been equal opportunity. They've been awful running the ball against everybody they've played this season. They were dead last in the NFL in yards per game running, and I believe also dead last in yards per play average running the ball. So uh, stay away from Fournette on the rushing prop. Stay away from the Buccaneers on the rushing prop. Maybe they will accidentally get 70 yards. I mean, 100 yards would be Nirvana rushing the ball to set up play action. Stay away from that. In terms of Fournette catching passes, I don't know if you have that prop in front of you. He could easily catch four or five passes in this game. I love Chris Godwin. Uh, Godwin has been a five-plus catch machine for Tom Brady going on like 14 or 15 games in a row. So a Godwin prop of around five or six catches in the game beyond that, uh, beyond a Mike Evans touchdown. I think that relationship is growing. Evans caught three of them against Carolina. Evans had the touchdown in the, uh, the on the great catch in the week one game against Dallas. I'd be on a Mike Evans anytime touchdown as well. So I'm just giving you a few Buccaneer feeder yeah. tips on the offensive props in this game. Love it. He is a sideline reporter for the Bucks Radio Network, college football play-by-play -play man for Compass Media and a roller coaster survivor. It is TJ Reeves. <laughs> TJ, thank you so much, my friend. Uh, listen, great to be with you, and uh, here's to being back on with you later in the postseason if you want me and you'll have me because that means the Buccaneers are still alive. We would want that. We would love that. So let's that. see what happens tonight. We will see what happens Absolutely. tonight. You guys be well. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.